Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, today I want to just pick right back up over the next few minutes on a series of messages that I'm calling God Is. God Is. And I'm talking to you about the power of God's names. You see, when you look through the scriptures, God has many names. And God's names mean something very powerful to us. When you look through the scriptures, you're going to discover that, that God would reveal himself to his people in the Bible there. And he would reveal who he is and what he could do. And he would reveal himself and what he could do through names, through his names. And here's the good news about what I've been sharing with you in these messages. The good news is that God has a name for every situation that we find ourselves in. God has a a name for the situation that you may be in right now in your life. I, I don't know exactly what you walk through carrying on your heart, burdened on your heart today as you walk through the doors. But I can tell you this, that God has a name for every situation that we're in. And that's why it's vital, that's why it's so vital, especially in these last days that we live in, as things kind of just seem to spin out of control. That's why it's so vital, especially as God's people, that we know the names of God so we know who He is and we know what He can do in our own personal situations. Just a few weeks ago, uh, I shared with you on a Sunday morning that God's most popular name is the Lord, is the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. When you see the Lord in all caps in the Bible, that word, it really means Yahweh in the Hebrew, but in the English, in the English language, it means Jehovah. Say Jehovah. It means Jehovah. And Jehovah, the name of God, Jehovah, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, is found and used over 6,000 times in the Old Testament, making Jehovah God's most popular name, the name Jehovah. The name, Je- the name Jehovah means He is. It means He is. Jehovah means He is. And at that point, He's almost ready. He's, he, this is who He is, and this is what He's about to reveal about Himself. He is Jehovah. He is. He is eternal. He is relational. He is unchanging. And you may be thinking right now, what in the world does that even mean to me here on this Sunday? Uh, How does that apply to my life? Well, let me tell you what it means. It means that the Lord who is the eternal creator, the great I am, the self-existent one, the almighty and all-powerful Lord, Jehovah, he wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to have a personal relationship with you through his son, Jesus Christ. Isn't that encouraging to know? 
And it also means that the Lord, Jehovah, is unchanging. He's unchanging. His grace is unchanging. His mercy is unchanging. His love is unchanging. His power is unchanging. Listen, we may change, but the Bible says that Jesus will never change. In Hebrews 13, 8, the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Aren't you thankful today that as we gather here that Jehovah is an eternal God who wants a relationship with us and who is unchanging? He's unchanging. And that should bring encouragement to all of us knowing the Lord is Jehovah, eternal, relational, and unchanging. Now, let me just share with you a lesson you probably already know in your life, but it's good to be reminded that sometimes when we journey through this life that we live in, oftentimes happen that God will permit us to go through some impossible situations so he can reveal himself to us. You you see, God will permit us to go through some situations so we can discover that he is the only answer and that we can discover that with him all things are possible. You remember the story I shared with you a few weeks ago, the situation, the impossible situation that Abraham was in when he was instructed by God to sacrifice the promised child that had been given to him, the promised child being Isaac. And, and right before Abraham was, he was told to go up on the mountain and sacrifice his promised child Isaac. And right before Abraham was to carry out God's command, the Lord intervened and he stopped. And you remember the story. He provided a ram. He provided a ram to be the sacrifice instead of Isaac. I bet Isaac was like, praise the Lord. He, I bet he was singing, Waymaker, promise keeper. You see, It was in this impossible situation that Abraham discovered that the Lord is Jehovah Jireh. It was in this impossible situation that he discovered that God is Jehovah Jireh, which means our provider. And I just want to encourage you as we review a little bit that like Abraham, listen, we can trust God to provide for us when life does not make sense. We can trust God to provide for us when we find ourselves in some impossible situations. You see, that word Jireh means God sees. It means he sees. He sees you. God sees you. He sees your need. And while you're over here on this side of the mountain, he sees you. And he's over here and he's working. He's working. And he's always right on time. Because he's our provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. And then we discovered another name just a Wednesday night two ago. It was... The Lord is Jehovah Roi, which means the Lord is my shepherd. King David declared that in Psalm 23 when he declared, The Lord is my shepherd. Is the Lord your shepherd today? I hope he is. Because King David looked back over his life and he was able to declare that he is the Jehovah Roi, the Lord my shepherd, because when I look back over my life and look where he's brought me from, I see that the Lord was my companion, he was my comforter, he was my counselor, he was guiding me, he was leading me, he was healing me, he was protecting me. Aren't you thankful that the Lord is Jehovah Roi, my shepherd? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, today we're going to discover another powerful name that I believe will build our faith and encourage us to trust the Lord, to trust the Lord, no matter how chaotic and no matter how dramatic things get in our life. And we know things can get real dramatic real quick in life. 
So you open your Bibles this morning, if you have a device or your Bible, I'll have it on the screen, to the book of Judges, the book of Judges, chapter 6. I'm going to read to you verses 22 through 24, but before I do, let me give you just a little bit of a backdrop here in Judges, so it all kind of makes sense. At this time in the history of Israel, they, they've made it into the promised land. Israel has made it into the promised land, and they're led by Joshua. And they're on this conquest of the land. But for whatever reason, on this conquest of this promised land, God's people become disconnected from God. They become disconnected from God. Actually, if you read back in uh, chapter 6, the entire chapter, you'll read there around verse 1 or verse 2, and the Bible says this, that Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. They're on a conquest going into the promised land, and then they become disconnected from God and they begin to do evil in the sight of the Lord. When you study Judges, you'll see just a vicious cycle. Time after time, uh, God's people reject God and they rebel against God. They, they, they rejected God's command to live holy lives. Do, do you know that we serve a living and righteous and holy God? And he, 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 he commands us to live a holy life. God wants you to live a holy life. Hello? God wants us to live a holy life, pleasing unto Him. But they rejected that command to live a holy life. They rejected God's command to destroy the enemies in the land. Instead of wiping out the enemy, they said, well, we'll just compromise our morals and our beliefs, and we'll just try to coexist with the enemy. Guess what? That won't work. And then they also rejected God's command not to have idols in their life. And the devastating result of this rejection and this rebellion of God was that God's people were overpowered by an enemy called Midian. The Midianites, for seven years, came in like a flood, and here's what they did to God's people. They took their food. They took their livestock. They took, really, their freedoms because now, if you read there, God's people are living in the cracks of caves and living in the mountains. They're running for their life. They're hiding. They've lost their freedom. You see, the enemy has come in, and he's took about everything they had. And the Bible says in verse 6 that Israel was brought very low because of the enemy. And so what did they do? They cried out to the Lord. God's people cried out to the Lord for help and the Lord responded by sending a prophet to them to give them a word and he also sent the angel of the Lord to them and this angel of the Lord appears to this man and the man's name is Gideon. How many of y'all heard of Gideon in the Bible? So the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon. But here's Gideon, this man, and he's like the rest of God's people. He's running for his life. He's hiding. He's living in fear. The Bible actually says that, that Gideon was at one time, he had took some wheat, some food, and he took himself, and he was hiding inside of a wine press. He was just trying to survive. And I wonder how many people today that we know that are living in fear, they're living in fear, and they're running from an enemy, and they're hiding, and they're just trying to survive through life. I wonder how many people we see every day living like that. And the angel of the Lord, the Bible says, came to Gideon. Even as he was running away from the enemy, the angel of the Lord came to Gideon and called Gideon to deliver Israel from their enemy. Well, you have to love Gideon's response because Gideon does a lot like we all do. He started making excuses. 
he started making excuses why he should not be the one chosen to, to lead this battle against the enemy. He, he found all these flaws within himself. You know, we got, we're really good at making excuses why God can't use us. I won't charge you for that sermon there. We like making excuses. And that's what Gideon did. But here's the deal. Eventually, Gideon would accept that call over his life from God and Gideon and 300 men would go on to defeat the Midianites. But here's, here's something you need to listen to. Before this great victory that came to Gideon and God's people, Gideon discovered something very powerful about who God is and what God can do in an impossible situation. And that's where verse 22 comes in. I'm about to read those to you now. God's word. Gideon's face to face with the angel of the Lord. And Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. And Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. And then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. And that could be translated Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. And to this day, it still stands at Ophrah, which belongs to the Abazarites. That's about the best I can do with that right there on that word. Gideon, Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and he called it, The Lord is peace. The Lord is peace. He was saying, it's translated Jehovah Shalom. And shalom means peace. And that word peace there, the definition to it means completeness. It means lasting. It means stable. It means secure. It means calm. And listen, if we've ever needed shalom, if we've ever needed complete peace, lasting peace, stable peace, if we ever needed that kind of peace, it's the day we're living in right now. You just turn on the news. You, you turn on the news for about five minutes if you can tolerate it. And you see a lot of people that need some shalom. They need some peace. Look around today. Look around in our world. Look around in our nation. Look around in our communities. Maybe you can look at within your own personal life. And, and you can see that there's so much chaos and, and so much crisis going on and, and conflict and confusion. My goodness, at the confusion in our world today. I mean, I don't even have to tell you what I'm talking about. You know people are just confused today. And that's from the enemy. Chaos, crisis, conflict confusion there's a word that we use today in our culture that could really sum up all them words together I know I like to use it a lot I'm sure you do that one word that could describe all that is is that we got a lot of drama going on amen anybody know anything about drama I'm not talking about your boyfriend broke up with your drama I'm talking about chaos crisis conflict and confusion you see there's a lot of drama going on in the world today Life, listen, the truth is, life can be full of drama. Life can be full of drama. You don't have to raise your hand, but do you know somebody that's got some drama going on in their life? Sometimes, sometimes we have drama in our life because of our own choices. Just like Israel. 
they, they, they willfully disconnected themselves from God. They willfully disobeyed the voice of God. And because of their own choices and because of their own behavior, they, they set themselves up to invite drama into their life. Sometimes we have drama because of our own choices. And at other times we have drama in our life because of what the actions of other people have done to us. No fault of our own. It's just some, in some way somebody treated you. It's brought drama in. Here's the news flash for all of you. Sooner or later, sooner or later, drama is going to come looking for you. Sooner or later, drama's gonna come looking for you. Sooner or later, drama's gonna come looking for you. Sooner or later, drama's gonna come looking for you and you and you. Drama is gonna come looking for you. It's looking for you. It's already found me. Listen, sooner or later, you will deal with drama because that is just life. Life can be full of drama. But listen to me. Please hear me on this. Drama is a dangerous thing. Drama is a dangerous thing. And drama can take you to some very low places in life. The Bible says in verse 6 here in Judges that Israel was living in drama because of their own decisions. Because of their own disconnection from God. Because of their own disobedience to God. You want to know a recipe for destruction and for drama? You just go ahead and disconnect yourself from God and disobey Him. And I promise you, drama is going to find you. And that's where they were. They had drama going on in their life. And the Bible says in verse 6 that they were brought very low, very low. And sometimes in life, we can find ourselves in some very low places, in some low places. Say low places. How many country music fans are here and you remember the country singer Garth Brooks in that song, I Got Friends in Low Places? Raise your hand. Okay, all of you come to the altar now. We're going to pray for you. He had this song, I got friends in low places. Well, let me tell you, friend, when you got drama going on in your life and and that drama takes you to a low place, let me tell you who those friends are in those low places. Those friends are depression, discouragement, disappointment, doubt, and darkness. Let me tell you, dark drama will take you down. Drama will take you to some low places in life. We had a young lady that's part of our church here. She gave me permission to share this today who gave her testimony Thursday night in our recovery ministry. You're talking about drama taking you down into some low places? As a young child, her mom and dad divorce. Her dad walks away. It's just her and her mom and her brother. And then her mom uh, is diagnosed with cancer. And her brother goes off on this lifestyle of addiction. They don't even know where he is. He's living from hotel to motel, wherever. They don't even know if he's even alive. And then the mother ends up passing away from the cancer. And there this young lady is, and she's uh, in a relationship with this man, and they have this child together, and she's there all alone. And then the man walks out of the relationship and leaves her there all alone with just the child. Drama will take you to some low places. And, and there she is, and she began to share how depression began to creep in, and anxiety and fear and stress all creeped in to the point that she wouldn't even be able to go into a, a store, or go into a building, and she would have these panic attacks, and she'd have to run out. And the panic, panic attacks became so severe in her life that she got to the point where she felt like she didn't even want to live anymore. She was at a low place. You see, drama will take you to some very low places in life dangerous places and I'll share a little bit more about her story 
But the question here is, how, how do I get shalom? How do I get this lasting peace in the middle of all the drama going on in my life and going on in this world? How do I get shalom? How do I receive this lasting peace? Sadly, most people, they, they try everything in the world to fill themselves with this lasting peace. People will try to take pills, hoping the pills will numb the pain away. People will, will uh, run from one relationship to another, hoping that person will love the pain away. Some people would uh, continue to use alcohol and hoping that alcohol will drain the pain away. People everywhere are trying to get lasting peace by chasing after and pursuing the things of this world, hoping that the pain of all the drama will go away. And can I just declare to you this morning to all of you that are here that the, the thing, the world and the things of this world, they will never ever give you lasting peace. Hello, they will never ever give you lasting peace. As a matter of fact, the things of this world, they're going to leave you empty and they're going to leave you dry. The things of this world are going to leave you with more pain and more problems. The things of this world are going to lead you to a life of more drama. The things of this world are going to take you to some low places. The only way that you'll ever have true, lasting peace is through a relationship with the one and only Jesus Christ. He is the one that gives you complete peace and lasting peace. Can I get an amen on that? Hallelujah. And that young girl, Haley, stood there and gave that testimony and she was at the very lowest you could go, not even wanting to live anymore. And then she began to talk about Jesus and how lasting peace came in and turned her life around, changed her family, restored everything back together. Her and her husband and her family are growing and God's using them in such a powerful way here in this church and in the community. And we just give God all the praise because you know why? The world couldn't give lasting peace, but Jesus gave her lasting peace peace and now her life has been changed hallelujah hallelujah Jesus is the only one who will ever be able to give you shalom lasting peace Gideon had shalom peace right in the middle of all the drama you know how he had peace this is easy to preach but sometimes it's hard to live you know how he had shalom? You know how he had lasting peace? It's because the Lord assured Gideon that he was right there in the middle of the drama with him. Verse 12 says this, that the angel of the Lord reminded Gideon, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Verse 16 says, the Lord said to Gideon, I will be with you and you shall strike the enemy. Verse 23 says, the Lord said to Gideon, peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Listen, here's the key. Here's the key for you to be able to walk with shalom. Here's the key to having lasting peace. Lasting peace comes when you know that the Lord is with you. Lasting peace comes when you know and realize that the Lord is for you. Lasting peace comes when you realize that it's the Lord who gives you the peace. Not another person, not anything in the world. You're only going to receive lasting, complete peace through Jesus Christ. That's the key, knowing that he's with you, He's for you, and he's the one that can give you the peace. Gideon, right there in the middle of all the drama, realizes who God is. And he builds an altar. He builds an altar praising God for peace. But here's what's interesting. When you read this, just slow down a little bit and think about it. Gideon was praising God for peace, and his situation hadn't even changed. 
His situation had even changed. He's still there in an impossible situation. The enemy is still attacking. The enemy is still wreaking havoc. And, God, and he builds an altar, giving God praise. He's praising God for peace, because not because his situation had changed. He's praising God that he's the God of peace because he knew the Lord was with him and he knew the Lord was for him and he knew if he was going to have any kind of lasting peace, it was going to come from God. And he built the altar and said, He is the Lord, my peace, Jehovah Shalom. Aren't you thankful today? Even before the situations even change in your life, you can build an altar and declare that he is with me and he is for me and he is my peace you'll never have shalom you'll never have lasting peace until you know God is with you until you know God is for you until you know that God gives you the peace listen God came to Gideon right in the middle of all the drama and God can come to you this morning right in the middle of your drama right in the middle of your situation your impossible situation God can show up Listen, you, you might be here today and you might be just like Gideon and you've been running and you've been hiding and you've been living in fear and you've been just trying to survive. You've just been trying to survive. And I want to just tell you, God wants to come to you today and give you shalom. He wants to give you lasting peace. You may be here this morning and, and you may be like Gideon and you see no, no real value to your life and you see no purpose uh, for your life. Like there's no way God could ever use somebody like me. Can I tell you this morning that God wants to come to you right there where you are and give you shalom. He wants to give you lasting peace. You may be here today and you may be like Gideon and you see no future. You see no way forward through all the wickedness and through all the darkness in the land. There's no way God could do anything through what we're going through right now. Can I just encourage you, if you're facing darkness and you're overwhelmed by what's going on in our culture and our society and in the world around us, let me just tell you right now, God wants to come to you this morning and he wants to speak to your heart and he wants to give you shalom. He wants to give you lasting peace. Maybe you've come today and you've been damaged by the enemy already where he's come in and he stole things from you and he's robbed from you. Can I just tell you, God can give it back to you. And more than anything, he wants to come to you and he wants to give you that peace in your life because he is the Lord, my peace. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is my peace. He's my peace. Listen, I'm just trying to tell you my heart right now is knowing that what we're seeing going on in our land today and what scripture tells us and we see things begin to get darker and darker in our world and things around us I'm just telling you friend there's going to be some wickedness and evil that are going to be endorsed in our culture that's going to change the whole foundation around us I believe that with all my heart and we have to be ready to stand but listen we can stand with a lasting peace we can stand with a complete peace when things around us start to crumble and fall and when things start to get darker around us and it seems like man what in the world's going on I'm in the spin cycle right now no I can stand with a lasting peace a complete peace everything around me may be shaken but not me I'm going to be walking with the peace of God the peace of God aren't you thankful for that shalom the peace of God glory to God thank God peace is a beautiful word isn't it it is a beautiful word. It's almost like when you say forgiveness, that's a beautiful word, but it's just hard to put into practice sometimes. Hello, maybe it's just a preacher. I need to get it all to right now. Peace. 
Having peace sounds really good. It's a beautiful word. There was these two artists that were asked to compete against each other and their assignment was to paint a picture of peace. To paint a picture of peace. And the one who painted the best picture would win $250,000 in cash. Get me the paintbrush. I'll be Picasso. Both painters attempted to paint the finest painting they could with the hopes of winning the money. The first painter, he painted a picture of a lake with the sun glistening off the water, creating a sparkle across the top of the water. He then painted a Carolina blue sky background, and then the painter added a a young girl skipping near the lake with a yellow balloon fastened to her wrist. Trees gathered around this lake and towered so gracefully. Birds on top of the trees. After the painter, the first painter, completed his painting, he, he leaned back and took a breath of satisfaction, knowing that his picture of peace was surely going to win. Then the second painter began to paint, but he had a very different image about peace. In his painting, the sky was pitch black. Lightning zigzagged through the backdrop. The painter had water as well in his picture, but his water had giant waves that seemed to be roaring and rough. Trees gathered around this body of water, but they were bent and bowed over due to a wild and whipping wind. This painting here looked more like a natural disaster, but right down in the bottom left-hand edge, of this horrific scene a little bird stood on a rock and the little bird had his mouth open and he was singing a beautiful song and a little light from the sky through the sun a little beam shone down on the bird as it sung the song right in the middle of the storm raging around it the second painter won the competition because the judges felt this truly was a picture of peace Can I tell you this morning that having peace doesn't mean that everything around you is always going to be calm? Having peace doesn't mean everything around you is always going to be calm. Having shalom, having having peace doesn't mean that you won't have some drama in your life. But shalom is having a complete peace, a lasting peace, even when the thunder and lightning are striking all around you. (laughs) Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that we can have a shalom peace, a complete peace, a lasting peace, when, when the storms are raging around us and everybody else seems to be falling to pieces, we can have a complete peace, we can have a lasting peace in our life. Aren't you thankful for that today? that when everything around us seems to be raging, the winds, the trees are bent over and it seems like everything's just in a world of chaos, we can stand on that rock like that little bird, that rock, Christ Jesus, and he'll give us a song of peace to sing even when everything around us seems to be raging and roaring. He'll give you that song of peace and I'm grateful for that. Jesus said these words right here. So prepare to close. 
He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled and neither let them be afraid. You know what that verse really, you know what that verse says? That verse tells us that Jesus, the Lord's peace, overrides our troubles and overrides our fears. Aren't you thankful for that today? That the Lord's peace, the peace that he gives us, overrides our trouble and overrides our fear and overrides the drama in our life. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not the world's peace, not anybody else's peace, but it's the peace of God that the Bible says surpasses all understanding. And it's the peace that will guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. It's a lasting peace. And here's the final question for all of us here today. This may sound like a crazy question. Do you want lasting drama in your life? Or do you want lasting peace in your life? What do you want? I I want lasting peace. I want complete peace. I want a stable peace in my life. And we're going to need it. We're going to need it. Do you hear me? We're going to need lasting peace in our life. But the only way you will ever have lasting peace is it starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Would you bow your heads with me, please, all across this place? Nobody looking around. Would you please be reverent? Please be reverent. Would you be honest enough this morning to say that you're missing this peace that comes from God? And there's a lot of drama inside of you and around you. And you need the Lord. You want this lasting peace that can come to your heart and make things secure and stable and complete for you. Listen, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Some of you may have drama in your life right now because you've been disconnected from God and you've disobeyed His voice. Maybe sin has disconnected you. Can I tell you that Jesus died for your sins and my sins on the cross at Calvary? And He gave His life for you and me. He shed His blood. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. It was the precious blood of Christ that washes our sins away and cleanses us from all unrighteousness and forgives us. And He can forgive you today and you can have a new start with Him today in Jesus' name. Just confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. He took your place, my place. We deserved it. We deserved all of that. We deserved all that drama, but he took it for us so we could have an abundant life here on this earth and an everlasting life in a place called heaven. Because he lives, he said, you can live as well forever. And so with nobody looking around, you're here today and you've decided, I want lasting peace, and you know it starts with Jesus. Just say, Lord, save me, forgive me, Lord, I'm making you my Lord and Savior today. And I want to follow you all the days of my life. And I want to walk in this lasting peace that can only come from you. I receive you now, Jesus. I receive your peace. In your name I pray.
Amen. Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. If you're here this morning and maybe for the very first time or maybe you've made a recommitment to the Lord today, would you be honest enough and brave enough right now just to lift your hand and say, that's me. I'm not going to embarrass you, I promise. Would you say, that's me, just to lift your hand so I would know. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Is there any others? Is there any others? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for what God is doing in the hearts of people. Would you stand with me, please? <clears throat> we're, almost, we're almost there. The plane's almost landed. Here's what I want to do before we leave. I want to pray for you. We're going to open up the altar in just a minute. Anybody has any special needs, you're welcome to come. We, we, we're comfortable uh, praying with you. But here's what I'd like for all of us to do. Would you just hold your hands out like you're about to receive something right now? Because when Jesus says, my peace I give you, that means he wants, to, it really is a word that says he wants to release something into your life. And if you're going to receive it, you need to hold your hands out. Just a symbolic way of saying, I'm opening up my heart right now. I know a lot of you here, I, I'm listen, I don't have to ask you. We all have drama. We all have drama. And I want to pray for peace for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for everyone that's here on campus and all those that are watching with us online. God, we know, Lord, that drama can take us to some very low places. We know, God, that you're greater than any drama that we will ever face. And we just pray now, Jesus, your words. You said, peace I give to you, my peace. And Lord, I pray your peace would fill the hearts of your people right now. Fill the hearts and minds. Guard them with your peace. Protect them with your peace, Lord. I pray right now, Lord, that they would be able to walk with a lasting peace. That no matter how rough things get in life, no matter the lightning, the thunder, no matter, Lord, how dark it may get, Lord, I pray that your people that are here right now would walk with a lasting peace. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we declare it over them, Lord. God, fill every one of us right now, Lord, with shalom. Lord, fill us with shalom. You are Jehovah Shalom. Lord, you're our peace. You're our peace. You're our peace. Thank you, Lord. You're the Prince of Peace. You are the Prince of Peace. And we thank you right now.